Welcome to the Staying Golden Podcast, where we'll be catching up with Laurier alumni to give the Laurier community a glimpse of what the future may hold after graduation. We would like to acknowledge that Wilfrid Laurier University and its campuses are located on the Haldeman Track, traditional territory of the Neutral, Anishinaabe, and Haudenosaunee peoples. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Staying Golden Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Hogan, and today we're back with another alumni. I have with me here Jennifer Andrews, who graduated with an MBA from Laurier in 2018. Jennifer actually has a science background. She earned her master's in science focused on human health and nutrition from Guelph back in 2010 before studying at Laurier, and now runs her own business, Freshleaf Marketing, which will soon be turning five years old. On top of all that, she's also an author, and her new book, Scientist to CEO, is out and available for purchase on Amazon. Today, we have the privilege of talking about all that and more. So Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this conversation. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to get into more about your school experiences and your career. The first thing I wanted to ask you about is your mindset going into schooling. So as far back as you can remember, were you always looking for or interested in a career focused on the sciences? Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. I started off just as a kid being really interested in nature. My earliest memories are playing outside. I had all these different collections, if you can believe it, shells, I don't know, rocks. I collected everything like that. And I loved reading. I would read books on my favorite book actually was a dissection book. If you can picture that, it was inside of a whale, frogs, all of these different animals. And I was so fascinated. I still have that book actually totally was wanting to do science as a career, even just as a young kid. My cousin actually, who's 10 years older than me at the time, he was going to university and he would talk about it to me. And then I would walk around telling my friends and family, I want to go to university. And eventually I wanted to become a marine biologist. That was the whole plan kind of funny because I don't, I'm not a strong swimmer and I get seasick. Mm. <laughs> so that eventually did translate into me going to university for biology at the University of Guelph, as you mentioned. And I ended up doing, it was a minor in zoology. I never declared the minor, but I did do all the courses and I got to do those dissections that I'd read about as a kid. And I even got to work with, you know, marine invertebrates like starfish. And so I was getting kind of close to what I dreamed of as a kid. So totally interested in science. And then later on, I developed a fascination really with food and nutrition and sort of how food compounds act in the body. So I went to do my master's also at Guelph. And in that actually was quite a lot of lab work. So I was really almost a practicing scientist at that point. I had cell cultures, which I maintained. It was like living cells. I got to test using vitamin D and I even had mice at one point. So it was pretty scientific. And then from that point on, I entered the workforce as a technical writer, doing similar things like researching different foods and ingredients, writing about them. And then I became a regulatory specialist. So that's sort of my journey from my, you know, interest in nature to becoming, entering the workforce, really. So you were super deep into this science world, clearly. So I'm wondering what sparked the passion or idea to take a business degree. Yeah, and this was an interesting one because I never growing up thought about running a business, anything about business at all. I didn't take a single business course in high school even. So I had no business background, no aspirations to even learn about it. 
but I was finding myself in my career. So I was about probably five years or five to seven years into my career and I was doing really well. I had switched over by then to a marketing role, which again, that wasn't planned, but I was really interested in it. So I picked up skills like graphic design. I was doing digital marketing for the company I was at. And around this time I started, well, the first thing was my husband actually floated the idea of a business degree to me. He's an engineer. And at the time he thought even he might pursue an MBA and he was just thinking about it. He, he didn't end up, he ended up getting a master's in engineering, but he floated that to me. And I kind of, I remember brushing it off, just thinking, well, you know, that's not really something I'm interested in. I can't really do that. And I didn't, no joke, I didn't even know what an MBA entailed. I had no clue. But I started increasingly feeling, I guess, like a fish out of water in my job. So remember my science background, I was now in a marketing role. So I thought I'm doing things well, but I feel like I don't, there's something I don't know. There's these fundamentals I'm somehow lacking that I did not learn in science at all. And in that time frame, so this is a span of maybe six to 12 months. One of the executives on our team at my workplace, he had an MBA and he suggested I do it and he fully supported me. So I actually applied, uh, found Laurier, and then it all happened pretty quickly after that. And that makes a lot of sense from where you were kind of in your career at that point too. So how were you able to transition so seamlessly or did you find that you had to change your learning style for the different program? Um, it was pretty similar. It was like learning anything else. I was used to studying. I was used to learning new things. I love learning in general. So that part was okay. It was just, there was almost a gap between, yes, I had that training, that technical training, but I also truly had a creative streak. And only way later did someone describe me as entrepreneurial and I didn't know I was, right? Like I, I had always been, you know, channeling it in different projects. I had a food blog for a while. I had an idea to do a freelance writing business. So there was something in me and my personality and interests that I did I was always sort of doing business without knowing it. So um, yeah, and there's some, you know, there was a transition period where, you know, yeah, I'm learning about economics, but really like math is math. I'm learning new concepts. And there were a lot of commonalities, which I found good. But a lot of it too was the difference between science and business was I almost also had a confidence gap because in science, you can be more introverted. You can be more, you know, the work style lends itself to, putting your head down and just, you know, writing and researching. But in business, I found that I had to start learning how to communicate better, making messaging more concise and really almost putting yourself out there in a way that was very different. So that was almost like a soft skill thing, a gap I definitely had. It, yeah, I was able to transition and it all sort of merged nicely with my background and what I wanted to end up doing, launching my own business one day, which I guess we'll get to. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to talk more about that. So I understand you were enrolled in the part-time MBA program. So does that mean you were working full-time throughout your MBA? Yeah, I was. So as I mentioned, the company actually funded my business school journey. So they were fully supportive and knowing that I would apply what I learned to the company, which I did, and that was all great. So when I started looking at schools, I was thinking, okay, how can I do this? They had different executive programs, in different night versions, but I chose the one that was a little longer. So it was three years plus one semester. I enrolled in that and I was coming from Guelph actually. So this was before Zoom and, you know, video calls were the norm. Everything was in person. 
everything was group work where you met. You, we didn't even do video meetings, honestly, even though we probably could have. So my career was building momentum. And I, I do want to mention too, for anyone listening, I was 30 when I started this program. So I had just bought my husband and I our second home. Um, so it's not like I could just take a year off work and do a shorter one-year program full-time. So I went with the part-time program, ended up being fine. It was great. And it was all night classes. So I would commute with my, we had a carpool group. It was really fun. And my company was really flexible and understanding. So they just let me, you know, they knew I would be studying in my spare time. I spent a lot of time at the library, like hours and hours, but that's not new for me. <laughs> um, and we didn't have kids yet for the first year. So I was able to get, I would say the more difficult courses done, like accounting, finance, all that stuff that, that is heavily math, math based, a lot of studying. <laughs> so, um, but my husband was super supportive and I also made some amazing friends along the way. And it's worth noting because, you know, you can start off if I did the full-time program, I would have been with more, you know, people just out of undergrad, but that I couldn't really relate to that in my life stage. We were planning on having a family, like starting a family. So the people I interacted with in the three-year program, like the, the part-time program, they were all also working. So it was really cool to see. And they were, you know, somewhere in their 20s, somewhere in their 40s and 50s or their 30s like me. So it was really cool to see other people implementing what they learned into their real jobs too, which is what I have tried to do as well. That's amazing. So you talked already a little bit about that work life and school balance as well. You mentioned earlier that you didn't yet have kids during the first year of your MBA. So could you talk a little bit about the experience of having those kids during your MBA and kind of how the university was involved in that as well? Totally. And I, I want to share this specifically because I remember being a younger woman and thinking, well, I, it was almost a barrier to entering up any grad program at all. So that's why I want to share this specifically because people can do it. It's possible. My journey was kind of interesting. So keep in mind, I already had a master's degree. I had already gone back to school. So I remember sitting down, it was a family barbecue one year. Yeah, I, I guess I had just applied to Laurier. But I remember sitting down and telling my family I was going back to school for a business degree of all things. And I think they were kind of, you know, surprised to say the least. I think they expected more like a pregnancy announcement or something like that. But anyway, so I, like I said, I, I did a full year and then I just, yeah, we, we had, we had planned all this and I just, so I just let the timeline sort of naturally play out and I didn't worry in the moment how it would affect school. I figured I would just deal with it when the time came. But the university was so supportive. All my profs, they like I, they would see me, right? I'm walking. At the time, the Lazaridis building had just been built or it was newly renovated. And I, I feel like the elevators maybe weren't working yet. I can't really remember. But I do remember climbing the stairs with everyone else. Big pregnant belly is really funny. Um, my son was born in early January. So that would have been, I guess that would have been my fourth semester. And I ended up, how I worked it was I took one semester off. So the university, you can just, you fill out paperwork and it doesn't impact your grades or anything like that or your status. You just complete the paperwork saying I'm taking some time off. So I took off one semester and then my son, I went, ended up going, I could have taken longer if I wanted to, but I felt ready to go back when he was about four months. So that was my maternity leave. I was studying and working and playing with him as a very young baby. So it was kind of, it was kind of nice. Well, to jump ahead to the end of my program is, is kind of funny, but so my daughter came into the, into our life 
I was finishing my last semester. It was a December, but then convocation wasn't scheduled until the following June. That's a pretty long gap between like finishing up and crossing the stage. But my whole family came. My son was there. He was two years old. So I got my degree and everything. It was great. And my daughter was born four days after my graduation. So oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she came two weeks early. So it was pretty cutting it close, I would say. Wow, that is a busy week after a busy few years, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no break. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of a silly question following all that, but did you have time for any extracurriculars during your time there, or was it just all work, life, home? It honestly, yeah, I had no time to fit it in, and it was more so I was just coming from Guelph, so I was commuting, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just couldn't fit it in, but I, honestly, I considered group work. We had so much amazing group work and projects. I consider that a form of extracurricular activity, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. With the amount of time I spend uh, outside of school and group work, it definitely feels extracurricular. Exactly. So moving on to your business that you started, uh, I understand that it was sort of conceived when you were still at the school. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is where it got really exciting for me. So of course, I was learning different fundamentals, I should say, about business. But I also had an idea in the back of my mind for a couple years before that maybe one day I can take my marketing skills and build a business from it, maybe help other companies or more companies than just my employer. So we call it a side hustle now. But at that time, that wasn't really a common thing to do, I don't think, at least no one I knew was doing anything like that. So I thought, okay, so how can I get this done? Because a lot of us, um, maybe listeners as well, have an idea and you don't really know how to start. I certainly didn't. So what I did was, it was my last semester, my last course, actually. Uh, It was an independent directed studies course. So I actually pulled out the old report I did on it to get the name right. It was BU690 was the course. So I, I did that where you can usually, you can either work with a real company or you can really create a project whatever you want it to be, you can do and learn about. So I approached my prop. It was Lisa Jaguer. She's a marketing professor at Laurier. And I asked her, hey, like I have this idea. Do you think I could do, make this project about launching a business? And she said, yes, we scoped out the project. So it was really cool. We worked to build a business plan. So it's everything you would think about if you were to launch something new. Like we looked at, I did so much research on this. We looked at what the company would be, what services would be offered, analyze the market. It was really putting together everything I learned in my MBA into a real idea. And I went on to actually launch the business and I followed the plan I developed in that course. And um, I've been running it for almost five years today. So that was an amazing experience. And it was a great way to end off my program. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I'm definitely familiar with those courses. I think the ones I saw would have been the undergraduate versions, BU490, but it's a very interesting concept and very cool. Also wanted to shout out Lisa. I had her for brand management not too long ago, and she was really great. So, Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Right on. Yeah, so with the business, are there any projects that you've worked on in the past or businesses that you've worked with that you want to highlight or are particularly proud of? Yeah, definitely. Really, since I developed the business, so it's called Freshleaf Marketing. It's a boutique marketing, I'll call it an agency, but it is really all of my clients are scientific businesses. So it brings completely full circle, almost my story. And again, this was never planned from the beginning. 
I just took it bit by bit, but um, projects that we work on are, you know, if a company has, what's a good example? If a company has a really innovative product they're working on, they've developed it, they have, you know, they have the, you know, the idea created, but they don't know how to talk about it in the public domain because you just think when you have to explain anything scientific, it's very difficult to get the point across because what you're speaking of is so, it can be confusing. It's hard to talk about. So I help companies, I'm just using a general example for this purpose, but I help them create messaging that resonates. So we'll develop a tagline based on the value proposition. Again, incorporating everything I learned from school, from the MBA program into it. And it will come out in things like the website, materials, brochures. There's actually a great company I work with, a medical equipment company that we developed all of their materials from complete scratch. They had a website that was so in need of a redo. It's not even, even they would say this themselves, but it, it was pretty bad at that point. So that is a great example of we did everything from scratch, from a new logo design, a complete rebrand. We unrolled all of their materials in one fell swoop. It took a probably six months to develop everything, but that's probably one I would specifically highlight. And then all of my clients really need help with digital marketing. So it's everything from, you know, maintaining their CRMs, writing, you know, LinkedIn posts, all facets of digital marketing is what I help with most. And it's a pretty, pretty fun business to have, to be honest. I love working with my clients and it's, I learn something every day, which is also nice. That's interesting. Okay. One thing I'm curious about just uh, coming from also a marketing interest background. Have you been using or are you familiar with ChatGPT? And do you think it's something that can be useful for marketers or people who are writing copy to kind of leverage when ideating for those sort of projects? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked that question. It's such a hot topic now. I'm of the mindset that whenever something new technological wise comes, you know, comes out to the public, it's, I believe it's best to understand it, be able to use it, then be afraid. So I fully embrace chat GPT to, like you said, to come up with ideas and sort of, I don't ever use it to, you know, replace my writing project. I instead use it to develop, help me develop outlines, help me create captions that are more similar to better performing captions I've written on LinkedIn, for example. So I do encourage people to use it, but not expect it to be a stand-in for like a complete person, right? Because we hear all about how companies or employees are being replaced by it. It's not a full replacement. I, I believe it's more of like a tool. Well, I think the founders actually likened it to a calculator. Like mm. we, we do math all the time, but we use, we leverage the tool of a calculator to get it done quicker. So, of course, setting aside the plagiarism angle, I'm never about that. And I believe that people who are already who copy and are using it for, you know, bad purposes, we're probably doing that already. So it's definitely a tool to leverage. I think of it almost like a really good intern that can find information quickly and help you out in different ways. So that's my take on it currently anyway. And I guess similarly to the intern, you can always tell that they wrote it because of all the big words trying to impress <laughs> right <laughs> actually yeah that's <laughs> or it's just very general and you're kind of like ah, can you please make it more specific to this industry or whatnot but yeah that's my take yeah it definitely has the uh the energy of 
trying to hit the word count as a high school essay or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think that's a great perspective on it. And I've enjoyed it as a tool for creating outlines and that similar thing as well, like you're saying. So yeah, it's interesting to hear your perspective on it. So moving on to talking more about writing, I'd love to hear more about this book. So what first inspired you to write a book? Yeah, this is a kind of a funny full circle moment where, so during the pandemic, I was at, so I mentioned I had my kids. My daughter is about nine months old uh, in the first lockdown. So I was sitting at home with them. It was a sunny day, it was June of 2020. And by then I had had a couple of clients in my business and I thought, okay, I have this system I use, this five-step marketing process. I use it successfully with those first couple of clients I've had. And I also was thinking all of my clients are the same sort of avatar, the same they're all technical professionals. There's so many commonalities in what they're facing and their challenges. So on that sunny day, I think we were out in the backyard. My kids are playing in the sprinkler. Uh, honestly, it hit me like a light bulb moment you hear about in a movie or something. I thought, I need to write a book. This book, this specific book, I came up even with the title on that day. I have notes. I, I keep a journal, so I wrote all this down. And I know that's, you know, not just like my memory. Oh, that's great. Um, it was so weird. I've never had a moment like that before. My business idea was more of a slow build, but this was like, I have to write this. So I hired, um, I entered actually like a book writing program, an online program, and it was supposed to take four months to write a business book. That's the, I knew the sections I would include, but it ended up just for the pandemic reasons, it ended up taking me three years to finish. So I didn't, I didn't exactly stick to the timeline, but I completed the book. It just launched and it's called Scientist to CEO. And I often get asked if this title is about me. It's not at all. The title, because my title is CEO in my company, I mm. was a scientist. Scientist to CEO is my clients. It's my client base that I serve. They all, again, I mentioned have the same struggles in communicating complicated ideas and just really how to market in a scientific or STEM space, like science, science technology, engineering, and math. So it's a marketing handbook for businesses built by scientists. So it's my, it's my passion project. It's finally out in the world. And I think it provides a really good overview of the marketing process. Almost, I would even say like a mini MBA in marketing for technical professionals. Okay. I like that description. So you kind of talked about who you're hoping to reach with it. I guess if I could ask you to maybe describe the biggest takeaway someone could get from reading the book or what, what would be the main drive that they would take away from it? Yeah, I would say you would gain the entire marketing process from start to finish in a way that's simple. And my readers so far, the people who have read it said, hey, you explain things so simply and so in a way that I can actually take action. So it's not a textbook. It's not a, I don't claim to be like a, a guru or anything like that. It's just a practical guide that tells you how to market from beginning to end. So beginning meaning you have an idea. How do you get this out there? How do you create a buyer persona? How do you choose what activities to do to get your business out there? It goes through all of that, the whole step, um, five-step process. And it also includes mindset issues. And I feel like mindset is something we hear a lot about in the business or entrepreneurial world, even, you know, like women in business, that type, those types of circles. But I was finding that around the time I wrote it, I don't, to my knowledge, have heard of anything about that in the sciences. So we touch on things like how to, not we, I, <laughs> um, 
the book touches on things like how to overcome analysis paralysis, how to avoid talking too much about like specs and features, all of the really difficult things that scientists are compelled to do, but that aren't helpful in marketing. So it talks about that as well. So yeah, in a nutshell, it's a simplified marketing process for any scientific or complex business. Okay, that's a great description. So as we kind of come to the end of our time here, there's a question I post to everybody who comes on the show. And you can answer this however you interpret it, uh, whether it be kind of from a career perspective or from a bigger picture perspective. But I'm wondering how you define success for yourself as an individual. Success for me, I guess, is doing something I love, but also learning every single day. If I'm learning, I feel successful. If I gain a new skill, I feel successful. And better yet, if I'm able to use what I learn on a daily basis to help other people, that is success to me. So if that helps anybody to get there is just like taking action. I would not be where I am today without taking that first step. So that to me, any step you can take that's forward leads to success in that way. So that's my answer. That's fantastic and very concise. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So... Thank you again so much for taking the time to be here with us. If anyone wants to find Jennifer or her services, you can find that at freshleafmarketing.ca. She's also on LinkedIn, and her book, Scientist to CEO, is available on Amazon. I believe you also have a website, jenniferroseandrews.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's my author website, so you can find all the book details and everything about me and my businesses there. Awesome. So we're going to put all those links in the description for people to check out if you're interested. And thank you so much, Jennifer, for again, taking the time to be here. I know you're very busy, so we appreciate that a lot. It was great. Thank you so much, Luke. It was really fun to chat with you today. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thanks.